welcome to Raceroo Radio. My name is Ryan Painter, and outside of my family, my two biggest passions are racing and fitness. In these episodes, I like to talk about fitness ideas, stories, and concepts that can hopefully reach out to people and give them some ideas on how they can start or continue their fitness journeys. I aim to get people more active off of their phones outside and enjoying life instead of sitting inside on their couches watching TV leading unhealthy lifestyles. I will also sometimes talk about racing. Most of the time we're going to be talking about NASCAR because I love NASCAR and I've been in the industry since 2007, but sometimes we'll also talk about Formula One and maybe even some World of Outlaws or some other series. And heck, sometimes I might even throw in something that's off of those topics just because I feel like I want to talk about it. I can't wait to get into this episode, so with that being said, let's get started. So, uh, I had a, an interesting I, I, interesting little thing happen the other day. Um, kind of wanted to, to talk about it because I, I kind of had a known little self-reflection moment. Um, I was listening to this guy selling a line of products, and some of the information, he's talking about nutrition and proteins and carbs and what they do and everything, and it was just totally wrong, like, to- totally wrong. Um, now, just to kind of, you know, give better understanding to it, obviously, that this guy's trying to sell a line of products. They're, they're going to say words to make people react. They're going to share information that can be definitely misconstrued or just is completely wrong, but gets people to buy their product, and that's what they're there for. So, I understand that, but it did make me think about the information I share and, uh, you know, how sometimes I might say something in a way that can be... I say it wrong, or it can be interpreted wrong. So uh, before I go any farther in any of this, I just wanted to share that I understand I can say things wrong, and I can understand that not everything I say applies to everybody. But I think, especially what I'm trying to do here, is just get people more active and trying to just get a little bit of inspiration into people. Uh, I'm not claiming to be an expert in any of these things. I'm just trying to to help people get started or to just adjust a little bit to improve their fitness. So uh, I wanted to get that out of the way and to say that I'm, you know, I'm using all of this as a learning process as well, just trying to get better so I can give more better information and uh, just help more people. So with that being said, I want to move on and... Uh, I was going to do an episode today of uh, yoga as another form of working out, but I wanted to back up because um, I think there was a lot left on the table with the CrossFit Functional Fitness episode um, because I, I left out a lot of the things that people say negatively in terms of why I, why I can't do it or why you shouldn't do that style of working out. These movements are dangerous and blah, 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 blah. So I wanted to hit on some of those and just, just try to debunk those a little bit. One of my favorite ones that I hear is people say about, you know, doing a CrossFit style workout and they're like, oh, I would never be able to do that. Okay, you know, that's really what you think. Well, here's the thing. There's a thing called scaling and we do this in any style of working out. So imagine, if you will, let's say we have uh, Fran is a very popular CrossFit style workout. 
one of the, the big time benchmarks that a lot of people use. So Fran is thrusters and pull-ups for three rounds. First round is 21 reps of each, then the second round is 15 reps of each, and then the third one is nine reps of each. The idea is that as you go in, you're getting more and more tired, and so the round of 21, you're much more, you're much more fresh, and you should be able to try to get through those a little bit more efficient, but as you tire, you start to get to a point where 15 is much tougher, and then nine is much tougher in the next round. And it is a gasser, it's, it's a very, very fast workout. And so the scales for these, obviously a pull-up, just a pull-up, um, but, uh, and we're gonna get to pull-ups later, but the thrusters, um, at least for men, I'll just stick with men to keep it simple, just stay with one side. Uh, the, the weight recommended for men, or prescribed for men, is 95 pounds. And so a lot, there's a lot of people that, man, I would not be able to do a total of 45 thrusters at 95 pounds. Or, and, or, man, I can't do, I can't do five pull-ups. Okay, well then we do what's called scaling. So I can scale this down to you, and it's like, well, I can't do all the thrusters at that weight. Okay, well can you do it at 75? Can you do it at 45, just the bar? And so we can scale that weight down to, for you to be able to do that 21, 15, 9 in a time frame that's reasonable where we're trying to get the same stimulus of basically just fast, almost unbroken workout. Um, so that's, that's one we can scale that weight down. Also for the pull-ups, a lot of people can't do that many pull-ups. So what we'll do instead is we can do a band around the bar that you would attach to your feet and that takes some weight off of you as you go up and down. So that's one way you can scale. You can also scale if, if that's not going to work for you, like the biggest band can't help you there. We can also do, say, ring rows. Or we can substitute another movement in that's going to give you the same kind of, or at least a close stimulus to the pull-up. And so we can scale that in a way, I can scale this all the way down to basically having you do the thruster with a PVC pipe and having you do pull-ups as ring rows instead where you're almost basically standing all the way up. You're, you're using very little angle. So that's, a, that's what we can do. I've asked a lot of people in these workouts, hey, instead of doing it this way, can I get you to do it this way? And they would say, oh yeah. And I said, well, that's just a CrossFit workout and you didn't even realize it. So we can do that. And then another thing you have to realize is that Fran, for example, a fast time is like two minutes in the two minute ballpark. But that is the top notch people doing that. So we still want you in a frame where you're pushing it and trying to go as fast as you can, getting these reps done as quickly as you can. But we don't want to put you in a situation where we leave you with that high of a weight the, the prescribed 95 pounds and the regular pull-ups and you're there for 20 minutes. We want you going fast and so we want to scale it down, give you that same kind of stimulus where you're pushing the edge, you're trying to go as fast as possible but using correct form and being able to string things together. You're not sitting around having to rest for long periods of time. So we can scale these workouts down for you to make them what you can do as whatever level fitness you're on. Um, so that's one way is it, oh, I can't do those workouts. Well, you can't do the prescribed. We can scale it down for you.
And so I, I really just don't like the argument of, well, I can't do this. We, we can, we can, in 99% of cases, we can scale it down to a point where you can do it. Another thing I don't like to hear is about the movements. And uh, one of the, the big arguments that was in the news recently was uh, someone said that there's not enough movements. Well, there's, there's a reason for a lot of the movements that are in it. You know, squats and lunges and deadlifts and bench presses, these are all the movements. Yes, you know, they're functional, okay, whatever. But these are movements that are huge, hugely valuable movements that your body's going to react to by doing these workouts. And so, you know, you have a lot of people say, well, you know, there, there's not enough, but you need to throw in these, you know, donkey kickbacks on a stair climber that don't really have that much value. So, yeah, there's not as many movements as some other programs, but that's because we're sticking with ones that you can, you can say that they're functional. I know I've stressed that. I don't really like that term. But they do have huge value to uh, giving you the biggest bang for your buck. Now moving into some of the movements. And, and some of these I understand, actually. So there's huge, there's, some of the arguments is like, well, uh, Olympic lifting is dangerous, and you can hurt yourself. Uh, couple other ones that people like to hit to knock on are the pull-ups with the butterfly style, um, the muscle-ups, and uh, the handstand push-ups. So let's first let's start with the, the pull-up. The pull-up, yes, I, I was on that side too. It's really dumb to do these butterfly style pull-ups. They're not doing the same stimulus, and I, I get that. You know, it's, it's harder to do a regular pull-up. Well, here's the argument for that, and I, I, I can kind of go on this side. But the argument for that is that we're talking about doing things efficiently. So if your task, for example, in your workout is to do 50 pull-ups, and your standard is you can do a butterfly or just strict, well, the butterfly method is going to be more efficient. You're going to be able to save more energy, and you're going to be able to get to that 50 mark quicker. It's where you have to step out of terms of thinking about in a Metcon, you're building your body in this. Your job, your object is simply to get to 50 pull-ups as quickly as possible. And that's why we do the butterfly is for efficiency. Trying to limit the amount of energy tax per each pull-up and trying to increase the speed. So is it, yes, it is different. It's not as effective for building as, say, a regular pull-up, but we're not trying to do the same thing. And so that's, you have to change your mindset on that one. Now the, uh, the Olympic lifting side of it. And you're right, Olympic lifting can be dangerous. It can be dangerous doing a arm curl in a machine as well if you don't know what you're doing. The key here is that you need good coaching. If you do not have good coaching, then anything you do, I mean, just going out and going for a jog, if you don't know how to do that safely, you can get hurt. So on Olympic lifting, yes, it can be dangerous, but if you have a good coach and you're using smart technique, that just like anything else, it's completely safe, or at least as safe as anything else. Now we'll get to 
the, the next one, which is the handstand push-up. And I, this is a great argument. Um, I've heard people say that handstand push-ups need to be just taken completely out of CrossFit. They're too dangerous. You're slamming down on your neck. Good argument. Here's my counter-argument. If you cannot lower yourself to, from fully extended down to the ground without slamming your head, you need to scale. Don't do the handstand push-ups. When I do handstand push-ups, unless I'm in like an open workout where I have to go as fast as possible, I'm not lowering down all the way. I'm not smashing my head on the ground. I'm not even going to put an ab mat under there and smash my head on the ground. I just won't do it. I will control my head down as far as I can and then power back up. And so this is one of those things. You need to be able to do strict handstand push-ups before you can do the kipped versions where you're going faster and you're out of control. That, that's just basic to me. Learn how to do them strict, learn how to not smash your head, and if, if you really want to get in a situation, you're in an open workout, you're in a competition, and you need to slam your head in that situation, then you know go for it, but I still don't just recommend avoiding it as much as possible. Come down as far as you can without smashing your head, and you'll be just fine. Now we're gonna to get to the muscle up. And the muscle up is another one where I'm kind of like, well, yeah, that makes sense. The, the argument for the muscle up is that, uh, I've heard it called a party trick. It, there's not tremendous value to doing it. And, and in many ways, this is right. Uh, the, muscle, the argument for the muscle up being a functional movement is that if you find yourself falling off of a ledge and you're hanging from the ledge, you would be able to lift your body up with just your, you, you know, your pulling muscles, and you wouldn't have to use your feet because you know you're dangling. You just can just power yourself up and save yourself. And I guess it's an okay argument. It makes some kind of sense, but you know, if, if you're hanging from a cliff, most of the time you're gonna the rock face doesn't just you know taper back that way. You're gonna have your arms up there or you're gonna be able to use your feet to propel you up. I don't, I could not think, and I thought really hard about this, I could not think of one way where you're gonna have to swing your body up just by holding something, holding your hand, and throw yourself over top that way. So yeah, it, I, I can't argue that that is kind of a party trick. It doesn't have that much value in that way, but it is still a tricky movement that it's you know it's a skill to build towards and try just try to accomplish it if you want if you have no interest in it just avoid that move altogether so i can i can get behind that one but the, another thing to consider with the pull-ups and the muscle-ups if you cannot do a strict dip if you cannot do a strict pull-up you have no business doing a muscle-up if you cannot do a strict pull-up, you have no business doing the kipped or butterfly pull-ups. Learn to do the move first and then start adding in these more dynamic movements. It'll help your sh save your shoulders and it'll help you with these dynamic movements. So I'm, I'm actually making some good counter arguments, but it, not to take them out all together. Learn them strict if you can. Muscle-ups are much harder to learn strict, but try to learn them strict practice some strict, and then move to the dynamic ones from there. And then my favorite one that I hear from a lot of people who like to build their bodies, like to go for in 
and seeing the amounts of strength work. Uh, you hear people say, well, you know, CrossFit makes you lose your gains or, or you know, you lose muscle or whatever. And if you're just doing CrossFit, yeah, because we're going after a model of being more efficient, like I said earlier. CrossFit is more of a way of learning how to move your body in space with different objects and that's where the, the variability comes in. We're learning to do a whole bunch of different things and trying to get good at all of them. That does not really promote big muscle gains. Um, it does not promote you know the most strength gains, but we're trying to get good at a lot of things. We're trying to get better at things that will help us in life, using odd objects, using multiple things. And so it has probably more value than just one of those other modalities. So the argument of you'll lose your gains, well, depending on what gains you're talking about, yeah, maybe, but we're going to be gaining other things out of this. So hopefully with all that, uh, I've kind of taken out some of the, the arguments that people have with, with CrossFit or with that kind of functional training. Uh, if there's any other ones that you have questions about, I'll, I'll touch on them again. Just reach out to me, send me a message, and uh, I'll, uh, I'll try to touch on those. So um, that's it for now. In our next episode, we will finally get to talking about yoga, which is hugely valuable and hugely uh, under, under uh, not understood. That's the words I'm going for. <laughs> Got through all this without stumbling on words. And so not understood. So I uh, can't wait to get to that one. Hopefully you enjoyed this one and I will see you next time.